Get ready. Yeah. Y'all ready for some live shit? Welcome. Welcome to the D, baby. It's all live down here. What you see is all real. Uh, what up, though? What up, though? Welcome back, episode two sixty five of the What Up Though podcast. Yep, yep, the third best podcast on the internet behind Brilliant Idiots and Joe Budden. Hey, that's, that <laughs> was our, that was our, that was our, that was our awesome accolades, awesome accolades. You know, I, I, <laughs> right. I wish a lot more came with that, but you know, I'm, I'm grateful for his listenership over these years. So, shout out yeah. to Del- <laughs> shout out to Delvin. Yeah, the bar is so high. Like, oh man, we got to perform. <laughs> got a little right. bit for that. Yeah, we gotta get our shucking jive on for Delvin. That's for sure. <laughs> which That's one? Of, which one of us is Charlemagne, and which one of us is Andrew Schultz? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't know enough about either. But I um, I always <laughs> heard that Schultz is a dickhead. So I guess I'm Schultz, and you. Uh... <laughs> no, man, you know Charlemagne's Charlemagne's a dickhead too. Well, I guess I say that because I don't. My my initial thoughts is is Schultz worse than Charlemagne, and uh, I don't and I and I can't answer that because I've never listened. Really? No, I don't even know what that nigga sound like. Really? Oh, that's I didn't know that. Like, like that was the I think the reason why I I enjoyed so much that he said that is because Brilliant Idiots and um, the Reed were like two of the first podcast. Not well, yeah, no, they were two of the first podcasts that I started listening to among others, but those two in particular are what made me want to start a podcast. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like listening to them, I was like, I think I can do this. Like, I, I, like I want to, I want to, I want a vehicle to, you know, share my thoughts and views, vent kind of like, you know, just speak my mind or whatever. And like, I, I'm like, these two are pretty good at it. I feel like I can do this. Like I, I, like, I, I can't even pinpoint anything in particular that made me, feel like they were like great podcasters or anything like that but just at that time it was like you know i listened to them to podcasts religiously and yeah they they motivated me to want to do this so so for, for delvin to mention brilliant idiots in particular was kind of wild to me because like i said in the back of my head that's that's what they they made me want to start doing podcasts so yeah that's 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 kind of crazy hmm, that's interesting because my like my biggest inspiration was combat jack and he doesn't even have like that. Well, I guess Premium Pete was on there, so it was like the duel, and then it, but they had guests all the time and shit. But yeah, um, he was doing interviews all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but just the platform that was kind of you know my motivate. He was definitely a motivation based on the platform. Uh, but yeah, so interesting. But yeah, I've never listened to him. Uh, maybe because one because I only can like stand Charlemagne and Doses and. When I really used to watch the Breakfast Club or listen to the Breakfast Club, you know his his segments on there were just also he was just so fucking extra. Um, <laughs> and not to say that uh, Angela Yee and uh, DJ Envy is even any better, but he just had that extra, and it was just like oh, I got to listen to this shit again. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, yeah. I I, I I acknowledge that there were many times listening to that podcast that. I disagreed with both of them, but like there were a lot of times where I did agree with both of them. And I, I, I feel like, like when Delvin mentions it, I do feel like we are similar in that 
we are we have no reservations whatsoever about tackling any topic and then telling our actual views on it. Like, and that sounds like it's not a big deal to like, Hey, I, I give my actual opinion, but no, I think a lot of people don't do that. A lot of people will give the opinion that they think everybody wants to hear, or they'll give the opinion that they know won't get them in trouble with other people. But anytime I listen to them too, they will always, I felt like they would, they would usually give the opinion that probably most people would feel, but wouldn't want to say. And yeah. I feel like we, I feel like we do that. Like oh, we, oh, for sure, we for sure. Say what we want. We say what we really think, even if it's not popping. And that's that's just what it is. Like I have an opinion on something that I don't know. if We're gonna talk about it. I don't even know if I wanna if I wanna talk about it. But I have an opinion on something that I know is not the prevailing opinion. But if we were to talk about it, I wouldn't feel no kind of way about saying it because I don't. I don't just say shit just to say it. Like I'll give like I'll give a reason for it or whatever, and I don't know. I I speak confidently. I'm like you know this is this is what I think. This is how I think shit is, and whatever. Like I don't really give a fuck what people think about it, and I I, I always liked that and respected that out of the brilliant it is. Even when they was wrong, and I didn't agree with them because there was times, especially Schultz, like it was times where they 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 would, they would sound dumb as fuck, but I still respected the fact that they gave like the the regular person opinion on on the kind of shit that most people would not give their true opinion on they would just give the opinion that is like that everybody else is saying on twitter so right, or they right. raise a question about it they challenge it like yeah everybody's saying this but blah blah, blah 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 and normally when they would do that one or both of them would be spot on in their challenging of the prevailing opinion so yeah the, the idea of, of you know giving your honest opinion and challenging the common the common perception uh i respect that out of them so i, I like i like the fact that he compared us to that because i feel like we do that yeah yeah i uh yeah i i mean based on at least from breakfast club i know charlemagne does it even if it's a, a fucked up opinion or thought he, you know and it, but it's like you ride the line between wanting to share what you want to say regardless of people want to hear it, and trolling and he rides that line really well to the and some fall on the side of trolling, some are not, and it's hard to decipher. The problem is it's hard to decipher when he's trolling, when he's not. <laughs> so uh that was always my issues with him. And then, like I say, I haven't watched the. I don't even know. I don't even know if they still do Breakfast Club interviews as frequently as they were. You know, uh, pre-COVID, COVID, uh, pre-COVID. Excuse yeah. me. Uh, I know they're doing video ones, you know, obviously with po- with folks, but I, I haven't checked for them. And like, I I was I was like daily checking with checking for them at one point. Like you know, I get the word. Same. I, I I would throw in the YouTube, and I won't even had a page up. I'm just listening. But you know, at some point, I just kind of got you know over it. But again, Delvin, appreciate the uh, compliments. Definitely a uh, a lot coming from you. Um, being as uh, as as good as a platform that you host. Um, so appreciate it, bro. Yeah. I, I ain't listened to them in years, actually. I haven't listened to the breakfast club in years either, but I, I will say you, you're right about Charlemagne doing a good job of like riding the line between trolling and, uh, and being genuine. But I also give Charlemagne props in that Charlemagne, Charlemagne has grown. Like he still trolls. He still says obnoxious shit. He's still Charlemagne, but today's Charlemagne versus like, 10 years ago Charlemagne like he's he has grown like he's 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 made an effort to educate himself he's talked to people 
who could put him up on shit and he's learned, he's grown. Like, I, I like, so yeah, he's still, he's still trolls. And, and that's, you know, that's his bread and butter. That's who he is. But yeah, I mean, he, he, he seemed all right to me sometimes, most of the time. Like he says some fuck shit every now and then, but like you said, some of the time he's just trolling just to fuck with people and it works. No, it works. It definitely works. It definitely works. I mean, he, that's his lane now. So, I mean, and yeah. I, I do, I, I, I will say, I do recognize, I won't be a total hater. I do recognize that, you know, 10 years ago, Charlemagne is definitely not, you know, what it is now. Um, I think he's learned to do it more, but I think he can't compete him complete to completely stop. It's just out of his character and it wouldn't be him. So, you know, yeah. And uh, RIP to combat, man. Still yeah, miss, sure. still miss being able to hear combat, man. Uh, I, I absolutely look that that was. I look forward. That's probably the the one podcast of a celeb that I, of celeb that I looked forward to um, so fucking much, man. Like I, yeah. man, I was I was on SoundCloud religiously whenever his shit <laughs> dropped, dude. Like I, it was just, man. I, I look forward to that shit so fucking much, man. So just sucks. Yeah cancer out here being a whole a whole whole yeah i'll never forget that uh that uh fucking what was it like three four hour long iced tea one bruh i I tell people about that (laughs) still dog i still i tell people about that still man how that was one of my favorite that's still my favorite episode of 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 interviewing period yeah that's still my favorite uh and it's crazy because I'm not the I'm not the biggest iced tea fan. Like I'm not out, you know. I, I you know, obviously I like a lot of his uh his move. You know, I like his movies. He's been you know to been in mainly you know New Jack City in particular, and his music was okay. It was just you know a little before you know my time of music. You know, but his interview was just so fucking real. Like that motherfucker wasn't even a rapper. He just did the shit. You know what I'm saying? Um. So yeah. If I was somebody who had never listened to Combat Jack, right, and was listening to us talk about it now, I was like, yo, let me uh, check out this Combat Jack thing or whatever. I'm going to go through it and I'll listen to the interviews that are with people who I, who I want to hear the interviews of. I probably wouldn't have stopped at Ice-T. And I like Ice-T, but I wouldn't have thought like, oh, I bet this Ice-T one going to be fire. Like, I wouldn't have thought that. But it was just at that time where, like you said, it was like you, you, we, was checking for, we was checking for every episode, like whoever you're talking to. Cause he was that kind of dude that would make even somebody who on paper you were like, oh, this don't sound interesting, and then you listen to it and be like, well, that was interesting as fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and that Ice T one, man, that that was the one that slapped me upside the head. Dog. I was like, yeah, this Ice T. All right, let me let me see what this is, cause whatever. Right. And that shit was long as fuck. It was, and every bit of it was interesting, dog. Like I did not, I didn't stop it. I didn't like, I wasn't looking at my watch. Like, what's how long has been going on? Like, nope. Man, that shit was good. I, I remember I was. I was sitting in my in my and I rarely like I would listen to usually I would listen to podcasts at work or uh cutting grass or doing something while I'm moving around and shit. And that time I don't think I was even working. So it was either like cutting grass or doing something. But I sat in the garage, had my speaker out, I think I had a cigar and a drink, and it was just like an event, you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. that that episode was fucking amazing, man. It was like combat combat new exactly when to ask the right questions he knew when to shut the fuck up and you know he just that's what he did man and that shit was that shit was amazing man i that that dude just he he i I think he brought the best out of everybody on any any of his interviews and i i i I listened to i i remember when i first found him 
I listened to all the current ones. Then I ended up going back and just started listening to previous ones. Cause it was just, even some of the people that wasn't even interesting. It just, he just did a good job of just, you know, uh, interviewing, asking questions and stuff, man. So yeah, man. So that was a horrible fucking loss. Horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, yeah. Speaking of horrible losses, uh, we lost X this week, which like I said last week, I was like, man, you know, it's not looking good and when I like that weekend uh my brother-in-law was over here and he was like I was I was uh talking about it and I was like yeah man I'm like you know he's got uh uh like in a vegetative state or something like that I'm like motherfuckers don't come back from that man it might only be a matter of time like it sucks to see sucks to say it but it might only be a matter of time and like suck like two days later man he was gone, dog. And I'm like, man, what I, I saw a lot of people post on social media. And of course, everybody was like, you know, it's all about, you know, props to X and all this kind of shit. But I would even see people who are like, you know, I wasn't that big of a fan of DMX, but blah, 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 blah. And they shot him out or whatever, say something good about him. And that was kind of wild to me because I'm like, man, it's people who wasn't that big of a fan of DMX. <laughs> so, like, right. man, they, like, DMX is one of my favorites, dog. Like, like I, I get tell you like a, a, a not it's not even really a story story, but like really give you an example. Um, what's my name is my favorite song of his, and I think it's because of like I feel like well one the like he always brings energy right, but his energy on that track was like off the chart, and then like I thought the beat on that was aside from being dope, it's like a really like lush beat, and what I mean by that is like it feels like. It, I don't. It, it's something about it that just sounds so full. Like it, like it's just like it's such a really good sounding beat, man. Like, mm-hmm. it, and I, a, another beat that I call that I call lush. Like in my head is um, Ti's uh, the what you know about that. Like that's a real lush beat to me. Like it, it just sounds really rich. <laughs> like a, like like the beat equivalent of like a good dessert or something like that. <laughs> like that's that's how I look at that's how I look at the two the two beats. And um, I don't think I don't I, if, if I could pull up like a lifelong playlist of songs and how many times I played them, what's my name would probably be in the top five. Because like when it came out, um, I had just got some new uh, headphones, like real big over the ear headphones, because I always like the it came out when I was in college and I would always wear headphones because I don't like talking to motherfuckers. So I would always have headphones on. And there was a brief period uh, before I got like I got myself like a like a little small like shithole apartment downtown on Wayne State's campus, so I could like you know walk the class. It was my first place, you know, have my own space. You know, I was like eighteen or some shit, like you know, have my own space, walk to school. But like there was a brief period, well, not a brief period, but there was a period before I got that place where I would take the bus downtown to Wayne State, and all I did was play uh, the and there was X album. And I would play What's My Name like over and over and over. And the headphones were big, but they were not like noise canceling headphones. So like you could hear what I was listening to, like if you were like around me. And like I'd be listening to it and then we would pull up, like the bus would pass uh, Northwestern. And if I, you know, depending on what time I was on it, because it was usually, it, this would usually happen when I was like leaving, leaving class. We would, you know, if we passed around the time school had let out, a bunch of, you know, high schools would get on the bus or whatever, 
and they would they I would be just sitting there listening to the shit, doing whatever I was doing, and I I could tell that they could hear it because they would like start like nodding and shit, like right, like rapping to it and shit, and it's like the whole bus would be like not oh, the whole oh, bus, oh, but like the area where I was sitting at. They all banging <laughs> it like, to, yeah. to your your headphones. It's really only for you to hear and shit for the, supposedly. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, man, that, that but that song was the shit, man. And you know, I was uh. I was kind of like going through his, I've been kind of like going through his catalog again uh, ever since he passed. And I was like, another thing I, I thought about was uh, on the first album, the, the toward the end of it, he had the prayer and then he had the convo, like right, like back to back. And as someone, you know, as is well known at this point, uh, I'm a, I'm an atheist. So like, I'm not a religious person, but like listening to like his passion on those two, on that prayer and on that, on the convo following was two, was like that back-to-back convo was, what, was one of my favorite parts about that album. Cause like, even though I wasn't religious, I could appreciate how it impacted him and, and the energy and emotion that he brought to it. And I always thought it was so powerful. Like that prayer and that song, like back-to-back, like that was a dude who, like one of the few rappers where it wasn't just like, I'm just spitting or I'm or I'm yelling like you like say like mystical, right? Like mystical, like got a yelling ass voice, right? He has a very unique voice. But like I never listened to mystical and thought like this is somebody who's putting their heart and soul onto the track. But no, like right. DMX was like that, man. Like, mm-hmm. like you could you could hear this nigga's soul on this shit, dog. Like, like at the end of the convo, there was like the very my, one of my favorite parts of the album is at the end of the convo. And it, like if you listen to it, it almost sounds like he's crying. And it's like yeah, I, I just I just totally respected like the fact that somebody could you know have you know a song like uh, you know Rough Riders anthem starting off the album and then close it out with like these emotional uh, uh, just deep and, and painful like prayer and and combo songs, man. So like like he was just such an interesting artist to me, man. He was always one of my favorites. Like it's gonna be it's probably gonna be a while before another artist passes that's going to bother me the way it did with him. Yeah, it's, like funny. It's, 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 it's funny you mentioned it. My bad, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I just said it's going to be a minute. That's that's it. Uh, yeah, I think it's it's interesting that you, you know, as a a, a non-praying person, you know, to to just see the impact of how that like the on his the, the prayers was on you know his album and that was a lot of the comments and tweets and stuff I've seen were when I think he did prayers at all his concerts and so a lot mm-hmm. of people talked about just the impact of how like how energized his prayers was like he would have as every time I someone talked about it or they would have pictures they would all be in a circle and he's holding hands and you know he would do his prayer and a lot of people talked about, you know, just the impact of just the energy he brought in. And I would imagine, you know, you hear, you hear DMX's music, you know, and, and a lot of stuff he talked about on some of the more rowdier, you know, uh, songs, but it was like, for that moment, it seemed like he was just a genuine guy that cared about a lot of people other than himself and shit. And all the, I thought was really cool was that a lot of people was, you know, posting stories of how they had met him and just the things he was doing, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, saying to them and, and reaching out to people at concerts and shit and stuff like that. It just, uh, he just seemed, he seemed like a, 
he just seemed like a much better person um, than I would have imagined. Like I never had any personal stories of DMX. I love his music. Um, and, you know, that was that I never, you know, never met the guy. Um, but I, I just felt he brought energy every time he, he, he was on the mic and to, to know that he had, you know, just impacted so many people. And it's like, one of the young kids we follow, uh, one of the basketball dudes, I can't think of his name, uh, Hunt. Jay, is it Jay mm-hmm. Hunt? Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. RJ. RJ. And he was, he had talked about, he said, he did a tweet and it was like, and he retweeted it from like 2017. And he was, he said something like, you know, am I the only person that, you know, appreciates DMX? <laughs> and I was just like, and I, I didn't want to be the old <laughs> man pointing at the kid talking about, you know, you know, your, your, your generation is whack and blah, 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 blah. But I was just, I just want to like, your circle just had to not be a circle that was really into that music or because like DMX has been popping since the end of high school for me. Like there's not been, ever since his first album dropped, there's not been a time that DMX wasn't the man. Like he's always had that energy. He's always been reverent. He's always been liked. He's been loved. Like I never knew anyone that didn't like DMX. Like that is yeah, just nah, you know either. I never knew anyone that did. I mean, and then you know, <laughs> I would have never thought that DMX would cross over to like the white crowds and shit. You know what I'm saying? But that goddamn lose your mind uh, up in here song. I always forget the name of the actual song. Uh, Party up. Party up, bruh. I swear every fucking white bar I went into played that shit and them motherfuckers went crazy every fucking time. Don't matter what it could have been the hole in the wall, bullshit off random street, or was in Canada, wherever the fuck, man. Every time that song <laughs> played, every white person in that fucker just went crazy. And so he just <laughs> transcended upon us all fucking groups. It wasn't just black folks that was just bumping DMX like everybody and so to see a younger cat like you know wondering about you know is dmx impactful or something it's just like i think you were just way too young you know to (laughs) get the and that's and that's not even a knock on him it's just what it is he was i mean i think he's what just i think he's is he 19 or something i think he's like 19 i think yeah i think he's 19 so what 2017 what he was like uh shit 15 or some shit like that like you know he, he, he just wasn't a, at the time. Yeah, I'm, I'm it, trying to do the math. Simply, he wasn't alive when his dark and hell is hot came out. <laughs> like that's all. That's all need to be said. He wasn't alive <laughs> well, when the it, first shit. When the first two or three albums came out, he wasn't alive. But I, you know what? And I was I, I I couldn't do the math in my head. I was thinking about the albums, trying to figure out the year. But being the fact you just said that, everything makes sense now. So like I can't even <laughs> like I can't I can't really blame the guy. Like you know, and it's and it's a weird thing. You know, like when we were younger, we heard you know music that was before us, and some shit we didn't hear. A lot of stuff we didn't hear. And I just wonder, you know, uh, a, a a young young man like him, like. <laughs> Who would have been playing DMX for him? Uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I think that when you have there, there's so like for us, right? There was of course an era of hip hop that preceded us too, right? But like for me, I, I know I've gone back and listened to a lot of stuff, like just so I can know, like so I could not be, you know, yeah. completely just outside of the conversation because hip hop doesn't precede us that much. Like, like we could go back 
to the to the start of hip hop. And it's not like like for him, like the the shit that we used to listen to is like so far before he was born. It's kind of like like <laughs> like I don't know, but like like we I went back and listened to old shit. But I think even if he was to say, you know, oh this DMX guy was popping when I was <laughs> five, <laughs> this DMX guy was popping. Let me go back and listen. Like you might go back and listen and be like, yeah, this is dope. But it's not the same as experiencing it when it happened. Because when he first dropped, like that was that was like a moment in hip hop. It wasn't just like, oh hey, here's a new nigga. Oh, this album's dope. Like, no. Like after after 4321 and uh his verse on Money Power Respect, it was like, when is this dude's album coming out? And when that shit dropped, like the the cover was cold. You had uh the Rough Riders anthem already out. Like that shit, man. That shit was a hip hop. That shit was a moment in hip hop when his Dark and Hell is Hot came out. And then this nigga turned around and dropped Flesh of Flesh of My Flesh in the same fucking year. Like that was not happening back then, dog. Like two albums yeah. in one year? Like, and they both hard? Like, no, nah, nah. <laughs> that shit was not happening back then, dog. It's like, not you, happening. you just had to be alive for that. It's not happening that. now, and the, I think the impact of that you're just not going to get again. It's just I just don't see that happening. Like the impact of them two albums that year, and it wasn't like he dropped two fire ass number one albums that year. Like mm-hmm. that's just not happening again, man. It's just not fucking happening. And it, I and, and then I well I was going to say. I wonder about just the uh, accessibility of stuff. Like at the time, my my stepdad was like a DJ, and so I would I would take his tapes and his or his tapes his CDs. And like I got into this thing where I was uh, really interested in um, um, Rakim, and I would uh, take his old CDs and listen to him. And just because I was really interested, but I had access to it. But now, but then I started thinking like, wait, there's access to any of this shit with Spotify, iTunes, but you can't, I guess you can't want to know what you don't see. Like, it's just not, you just can't look at a fucking, at your Spotify app and just say, I'm about to go listen to, you know, such and such because I haven't heard them before. Like, you got to have some kind of want or something to want to do. Like, I used to just look at a CD case and I would look in and look at shit. Like, I started listening to jazz uh probably because of my step because he had so much of it and so i would go through the albums and shit you know joshua redman was a jazz artist who's i think he's still out now and he was one of the first ones i really listened to like albums and albums of uh and then like my he my said that was a real big fan of parliament and funkadelic so he had like all of their albums like in the subgroups and shit they had he, i mean he had like all and it was just all fucking physical cds i could just breeze through and look through and shit and I don't think people mm-hmm. have that where they could just actually see something. They say, I want to listen to this, you know? So as much accessibility as we have, uh, as people have now, just to want and to see something and say, Hey, I want to listen to that. They don't have that because it's not, it's not visibly there. You know what I'm saying? It's not like that. there's a, a, a section in the app that says here, let's, let me, let me make you listen to this parliament album or let me, or let me make you listen to this DMX album. Like they don't have that and shit, you know? So. Yeah. They, they'll recommend to you like based on what you already listened to, like, Oh, you might like this thing, but that's not the same because the difference is the, the record store. 
like being able to go in there and and flip through the vinyls like oh look what's this what's this a flip through the tapes a flip through the cds and be like oh what is oh this looks straight what is it like like going into a store like uh i don't know did you have did you have like a hood store that you would hit up like justin's on uh evergreen and shit yeah so or, go, or something would, like that i would go to justin's uh no, 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 no. Was Justin's on Evergreen? No, it was one. Justin's on, Ever- on Plymouth. I think it was on Plymouth, but it was Ple- like Plymouth and Evergreen, something like that. Yeah, so it was that one. And then uh, I used to go to, I think that was, was that Chauncey's uh, on Evergreen and Six Mile? We just talked about that too recently. Uh, yeah, yeah. So the ones, the one um, tape store, video, tape album store, music store was on like Plainview and Plymouth or something. Then there was uh, the one, I want to say it's Chauncey's. It was on the corner of Evergreen and Six Mile. But then the gas station sold albums, sold CDs and shit. So, mm-hmm. like, the first album, the first album I remember buying was Murder with the K soundtrack. Oh, and that's a good I, first one. And I, man, <laughs> and I fucking love that goddamn album, man. And so, but I had accessibility because my, my stepdad was really into music. So most of the shit that came out knew he had. I remember when uh, the uh, the biggest single, uh, The What, came out. That was him and what, Method Man, I think. Um, mm-hmm. And it was just a single. It was uh, The What, and I think okay. one of... Uh, one more, I think it was one more chance uh, on that single. So it was, so basically, a, it was a diss with two fucking songs. <laughs> it was the what, and it was one more chance, either the original or not, or something like that. And so you know, I I, I was I was lucky to have access to a lot of music because of my said that. But there was a couple of record stores that I did frequent and stuff. So yeah, yeah, there was there was so. There was one that was by my house at the time, but it was like it opened fairly late in my CD buying career. But I, I would mainly go to Justin's, and then there was one that I, the name of it escapes me, but it was next to Cooley. Like uh, I oh, that was, the name of I thought that was place. Justin's. <coughs> uh, then what was on Plymouth and Evergreen? Then um, it's gonna. There was one that was on Plymouth and Evergreen, and then there was one that was next to Cooley. But I would hit those up and. You would go in there and they would have a spot for like you go in there on the cool thing about the hood record store is that the the albums would come out on Tuesday, but they would get it in the store on Fridays. And of course, you supposed to keep it until until Tuesday when you and then you would put it out. But the hood stores would put it out as soon as they got it. So if a, if the shit came out on Tuesday, you could go to the hood record store on, fr- on the previous Friday and get it. And that was always dope because I could go up in there. If I if I if I skip class, which I did often, depending on what album came out, I would go get the CD. Like me and my boy Larry would go get the CD on Friday, and we'd bring the shit back to school. And like, yo, how you got the new Eminem, dog? Like, you know, it ain't even out yet. Like, yeah, you know, <laughs> you know what it is, nigga. But like, <laughs> but like, you would go up in there, and they have all the new shit in one section, and that would give you the opportunity right there to be like, oh, your, your album cover might catch you. Oh, so and so dropped some new shit, or oh, this album cover looked dope. And you can look at it, look on the back. Okay, what's on here? Oh, okay, I see. Oh, this got so and so on it. Oh, okay, it was produced by yada yada. Like you could browse and like see stuff and like you know whatever. And it's like you can't really do that on Spotify. Like you can, but you can't. Like it's like you, you can, can browse it you and can. see like you can. yeah, like you can see that there are things. Like you can go to like okay, if you go to hip hop category, 
and you can browse new releases, but it's like, it's just not the same as like being able to go through the store and like flip through the, you know, flip through the CDs or tapes, the vinyls or whatever. So I, I think that's what makes it so that it's harder for younger generations to discover shit that might be, uh, that they might like, that might be older than they, than the current shit, but not old, old, like, you know, some hippity hop, but do, but do, but do, do, you know, like all that kind of shit. Like they don't, they might not want to hear that shit, but like, you know, DMX passes and your whole Twitter timeline is like, oh my God, this is devastating. And you as, as the younger generation, like, yo, I ain't even really rock with that nigga like that. I didn't even know he was really popping. And you just don't, you just don't know. Cause like you said, Spotify is not like, you, you don't know what you don't know. So you don't know what to look for. And yeah, I think that, that, that cost that might've cost him the, you know, the ability to listen to DMX, but side note, I don't know if this is an unpopular opinion or not. Well, I know it is an unpopular opinion, at least mainstream. I don't know if it's an unpopular opinion among fans, but I hate it. Party up, hated oh, it. Oh yeah, I, I was I wasn't a fan. <laughs> I was not a fan. I was like, why did he make? Because that's not that. Just look at the name, party up. That is not what I was. That was not what I wanted in my DMX. Like it's the same thing I say about Thor Ragnarok, like the movie. I'm like, I know I'm all over the place right now, but I'm like, Thor Ragnarok is a good movie. But it wasn't what I wanted in my Thor. I'm like, this is like Guardians of the Galaxy with Thor in it. I'm like, it's cool, but this is not Thor. Or like, it didn't feel like a Thor movie to me. And that's what Party Up was. It was like, this is not, this is not what I want out of my DMX. So like, I, I never fucked with Party Up, man. I hated that song. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, so Damon's was the spot on Plymouth and Evergreen. Damon's, yes, yes, that's right. Damon's was. So Damon's. Oh, I bet Mon- I bet Monotones was just cussing me oh, out. Look he was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, it's funny because I, I, I was like, I know Justin's was the name because I thought Justin's was the name of the spot on on Hubble and uh and Finkel. Uh, oh, nah, that's is that no, was that Finkel? Yeah, Finkel, right next to Cooley. It was uh, yeah, no, or was it Puritan? No, was it, right it was Finkel. It was in this. It was the vicinity of Cooley, but yeah, no, it was right next to it because it was. It, I think it changed into like a bank or something at some point. Uh, it was like a drive-through or some shit like that, but it was right at the corner. Because Puritan and Hubble, that's where Servany was, the middle school. So that's oh, why right, I knew right, that right. that wasn't... That wasn't uh, across? Oh, okay. Uh, hmm. But yeah, so... Um, but yeah, and so then I used to go to Street Corner, which is on Southfield and uh, 13. Um, and that was a place I found out from Boy Kellen. And that was a spot where you can... Um, excuse me. Uh, you can listen to use... They would let you play music. So they had all the headphones set up. And you could just grab people, you know, use music and just listen to it there. Oh man, that used to be dope. Oh man, I done fucked around. I did another stupid bet, and it's gonna cost me too. I tried to do an under, and I'm about to get fucked on this too. I need to just stop fucking sports betting. This is so stupid. <laughs> I did an under a 198, and uh it's 90 98 98 now which is 196 so unless somebody wins by one i'm fucked jesus christ anyway uh <laughs> but yeah man uh i uh it was definitely a different era of, of music and listening and finding out and discovering and i just don't think i, I a, a generation now that wants to discover stuff can really do it like we did it it just i, I don't i just don't think it's happening it's not happening like nah. that. No, nah, it's not really the same. Um, 
Oh, but speaking of shit that's not really the same, did you have anything else you want to say about DMX real quick? No, I, I think you covered a lot, and you know, I, I, um, I was, I was good. Yeah, so um, I think I'm in this like hip hop group on Facebook. I think Baylor invited invited me into it, and I don't recall. I, it must have been Baylor because I. Whatever no, the, he invited was, me. He invited me, and I forgot to. It came out like, "Who I'm gonna jump in?" And then I never did, and it expired. But based on the topic that you oh, posted, it, that I, happens. It can expire. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it expires in like 20 days, and I just kept forgetting. I was like, "I'll hit enter," and I was just like, "Ah," uh, and I just kept forgetting. Yeah, I went. I went in it only because Baylor invited me, so I'm like, "Oh, it must be worth looking at." So I joined it, and then it's like it doesn't pop up in my feed that often, but it popped up in my feed the other day. And it was a uh, well. Actually, I could specify the date. It was Sunday, and um, it had a post about Kid Cudi. And so I'm gonna read the post, and then I want to read two of the replies, and then I want to discuss. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so the post is a picture of Kid Cudi performing on SNL, and he's wearing like a floral print dress, like a full dress. Yeah. And the caption says, "the the post says, so guys, Kid." Cuddy hit the SNL stage last night in this dress in tribute to Kurt Cobain and as a symbol of liberation. What are your thoughts? I'd say the vast majority of the comments were, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, whatever. Like, okay, so he's wearing a dress. He's, who cares? Like, it, it was very, I, I feel like the, I feel like the person who posted it was expecting like a spirited conversation or something like that. Most people was like, who cares? But then there was these two back-to-back comments, and I'm going to read them, and I want, I want you to tell me what you think. The first comment says, it's a sign of homosexuality in my eyes. No masculine man should wear a dress for any reason. And the second comment says, the attack on bl- black male masculinity continues. There are tons of better ways to honor Kurt than wearing a damn dress. We've got to stop normalizing weirdo stuff like this. Thoughts? <laughs> so the second... The, the second comment kind of went left. Like he said, it started off saying there's a tack on male masculinity. And then it was like, stop wearing fucking dresses. Like, I felt like the, the comment was kind of like saying, man, we need to support people or not fuck with people. Then like, yeah, nigga, stop wearing dresses. That's fucked up. Like, I, I don't know what the. No, so no. I, oh, you interpreted. No, you interpreted it wrong. He's oh. saying that him wearing he's saying that him wearing a dress is an attack on masculinity. And the, the fucked up part of that is it's only attack on it's an attack on black ma- black male masculinity if some other party forced him to do that. But like he like he willingly put on a dress and went on SNL and performed. So is a black male attacking black male masculinity? And if so, why would he do that? Like it like it that like there's this whole perception that if if like, like you look at uh, all the movies that like Martin did, like Big Mama's House dressed up, you know, wearing a dress, you know, people made it seem like people would say like that was like Hollywood trying to emasculate black men. So like that's what he's talking about when he says the attack on black oh, male masculinity okay, gotcha, okay, okay, I'm sorry. Okay, I took that wrong. Yeah, okay. he's making it yeah. seem like this is some sort of attack on, you know, an attempt to make black men more feminine. And it's like he chose to do that as a black, like, like no one made him do that. Like, hey, if you want to be on SNL, wear a dress, nigga. Like, no, it was like he, he, that's what he wanted to wear. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Continue. No, um, I I don't know, man. I'm uh, one. I don't. I don't. I meant to read up on it because I saw the the screenshot of it and everything talking about um 
you know, him wearing a dress is a as something tribute to Kurt Cobain. I don't know. I, I don't have a lot of history on Co- Kurt Cobain. And so I wasn't sure why he wore, wore the dress, but there was nothing in my mind that said, oh man, he just, he, he's making people, look, you know, making masculinity weird or something like that. I'm just like, whatever he had to do with, whatever had to do with Kurt Cobain, that's why he did it. And that was that. Like, I didn't even think about it after that. I didn't even read yeah. it to like why he did it. I didn't, you know, I was just like, one, I don't even listen. To, not, not, not that it would matter if I listen to Kid Cuddy or not, but I was just like, oh, all right, well, okay. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was my reaction. Like, oh, okay, he wore a dress. So how was the performance? <laughs> like, and I still want to go back and listen to the songs. Like, I, I was like, I'm assuming he performed new music. Like, I want to listen to it, see if it was any good. Like, that rolled off my back. Cause, like, why would I give a fuck what another nigga wear? Like, that's not, I'm not the kind of loser that cares about that kind of shit. Like, the first comment is the one that really fucked with me. The it's a sign of homosexuality in my eyes. No masculine man should wear a dress for any reason. You know what, no masculine man, man should do? Worry about what the fuck another nigga wearing that much to talk about his game. That's what a masculine man shouldn't be doing. Like to me, to me, that's a that's a sign that you have a weakness. There's something wrong with you. Like you don't have a, a confidence in your own sexuality or your own your own masculinity that you are just like, oh, this nigga gay because he put on a dress. Like, what are you for? Like, what like what is this 1940? Like, what the fuck's wrong with that nigga, dog? <laughs> like, it's a sign yeah, of yeah. I, and that homosexuality. Like, oh, it's a sign he's gay. Like, okay, what like like, how are you? How are you a fully grown adult male in 2021 and saying that something somebody wore is a sign that they gay? Like, and that's different than like say if you if you uh, see him wearing a dress and you joke, you're like, ah, oh, this nigga gay. Like, you know, that's how we like that's how we joke. Like sometimes black dudes, like that's how we joke, right? But like to literally look at that, like, oh, it's a sign of homosexuality. Like, <laughs> like man, you like I want to I want to type of man. man. Sit your gay ass down that you had, <laughs> that you had concerned about another like even if it was a sign of homosexuality and, 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 and that, that was my question like so what if it had if if <laughs> if, if Kid Cudi is gay like why the fuck does it matter to you oh fragile ass nigga dog like what's wrong with people out here dog it's a sign of homosexuality so and you say that hurt your feelings nigga you soft like what's wrong with you and 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 the thing is man it's like there's no there's no decent conversations that could come out of that because a person that says that there's nothing you can convince them that they're stupid as fuck like that's just what they are you know what i'm saying like there's there's no conversations that you can have that's gonna you know, a light bulb is going to go in the head. Like, you know what, man? I was really wrong about what I said. This is stupid. No, it, there's there's nothing you can say because they're hell bent on stupidity. So there's nothing you can say that's going to change that 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 motherfucker's perception of how stupid he is. Like when, really I, not. when I when I see people uh, post me, not post me, they post been posting screenshots of uh, people, uh, a number of people who had the vaccine getting COVID. And they like, see, that's why I don't fuck with that. And I'm like, <laughs> well, sir, I don't think you understand how vaccines work. Uh, <laughs> and so there, and so those, those are like, those are conversations that you can't even have because you are already fucked up on a, some weird ass perception of of what you've learned and shit or didn't learn. So you know, I, you know, I <laughs> you know? I thought about I thought about engaging, like I thought about saying something. 
But I'm like, you know what? I'm not in the mental space right now to to have to deal with some nigga who's going to put a kufi and a dashiki on and, and tell me about, like, <laughs> what the slave masters did. And I was kind of like, man, <laughs> like, I'm not in the mood for this shit, though. I'm, like, I'm, not, man, I'm not even about to engage a motherfucker who says that him wearing a dress is a sign of homosexuality. No straight man should ever wear a dress. Like, okay, I mean, okay, man. we come down. To, okay, so it come it comes out that uh, the kid could he's gay, and then what? He's gay. Right. He wear dresses. I mean, what the fuck? What is what is what impact on you is it gonna have? No, right. And the, that comment, there's an inherent, there's an inherent problem with homosexuality in that comment. Like, it's a sign of homosexuality to me. Yeah, and so like. Like that, the the fact that he said that tells me that he has a problem with homosexuality. I'm like, okay. So we still doing we still doing uh, black people being homophobic so, in 2021. We still right. on that shit. Like, oh, uh, well, well, COVID ain't take that away. So that that's still right. Open, so. COVID, yeah, COVID ain't COVID ain't gonna make niggas niggin uh, no, <laughs> any less. COVID ain't COVID strong, but COVID ain't that goddamn strong. <laughs> Like, like niggas will nig even on a ventilator. Like obviously, <laughs> COVID hasn't taken out all the stupid motherfuckers because my man is still alive and well, commenting on Facebook. So, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's nothing you can really do about that. I, I just, man, I think as I get older, man, I I think five years ago, maybe ten years ago, I probably would have had a conversation with. I would have started, you know, an argument or whatever you want to call it with people like that but i just gave up on that shit man it's just i just don't have the energy man it's like life is just stressful enough with dealing with real shit that matters i just don't have it i don't i don't have a i don't have the the drive anymore to just entertain that shit man it's just i just man you know what it's just i, I used to i used to be i used to think that you know I think everybody can be saved from their fuck shit thoughts and behaviors like you know conversations you know it, it can happen man fuck people some people just gonna be lost some people just gonna fall off that boat and they gonna <laughs> drown and there's nothing we can do about it they just gonna be yeah. lost it's and that's it like and they want to be <laughs> yeah they they have no they have no desire to 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 want to you know be in a different a different you know state of state of being or whatever so it's like man it's just gonna be some lost niggas out here and that's just what it is and you know i I, I just feel like I just can't put energy in these motherfuckers no more, man. I just I just can't, man. And and I probably if I would have been in a group and I need this maybe hey, send me an invite because I really want to see all this fuckery now. Uh, <laughs> but I, I probably wouldn't. I probably would have. I probably would did some passive ass laughing emoji or some shit just to fuck with them. I just don't have the real energy to to entertain the shit, man. It's just. I, you that old I mean, thinking that way, I don't think there's much that can change for you. Yeah, I mean, you pretty much nailed it when you said, uh, like, your regular life is too stressful to be worried about shit like that. That that was the same energy that I had when I saw that. Like, I almost, I almost commented on it and was like, hey, my man gave the opinion from 1980. Like, right. <laughs> like I, I almost did it. And I was like, you know what, man? It's not even worth it, dog. Like, you're not even talking to myself. Like, man, you're not even in the place to to even deal with, like, whatever he's going to say back. Whatever he's going to say back, you either are going to completely ignore it but be internally irritated or it's going to turn into a whole thing. And I'm like, I don't need to – like, I'm already work, worked up like a motherfucker internally right now from other shit. I don't need to add to that. 
with dealing with some nigga who's homophobic in 2021 talking about rappers wearing dresses like oh my god bro like man who gives up i do not i don't i keep it real i don't understand fashion at all from the perspective of like put on what you want to wear whether you want to wear it because that's what you like because that makes you comfortable or because you think you look fly whatever the case may be put on what the fuck you want to wear what i can't get with is motherfuckers who analyze it like and, and look at what other motherfuckers wearing and, and make determinations about it and 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 talk about it like those shows that would be on E before award shows where all they would do is talk about what the celebrities is wearing. I cannot get with that dog. That is the lamest fucking shit, dog. Like I can't even imagine sitting around and you, for hour hours and all you do is talk about what other motherfuckers got on. Like that's the corniest, lamest shit to me, dog. And like I cannot get with that. So I don't understand why this motherfucker was so passionate. Like, oh, there's a sign of homosexuality. Like, I like if I was watching that live and Kid Cudi came out with a dress on, I'd be like, damn, I wonder why he's wearing a dress. And that's it. And that would have been the end of it. <laughs> that's it. So somebody, so I'm I'm looking in the, on that post and someone posted a picture of Kurt Cobain in a similar dress. Mm-hmm. So that was it. Kurt Cobain mm-hmm. wore a dress. He wore a dress. That was it. That motherfucker. The, the problem is he. The, my man doesn't give a fuck that Kurt. Co, what sexuality Kurt Cobain, Cobain uh, express? He probably know who the fuck Kurt Cobain is. But the, uh, you know, yeah, I think I've said too much already. And guarantee Kurt Cobain got a million times more pussy than uh, <laughs> Mister wearing a dress as a sign of homosexuality did. Guarantee you that goddamn shit. <laughs> Kurt Cobain probably got more pussy in a day. So that nigga's gotten life. Like, and you talk about, oh, society's gay. Like, yeah, Kid Cudi too. Kid Cudi's probably got 10 times as much pussy as that dude got. And he about, oh, it's a society's gay. Yeah, that makes you real fucking tough and hardcore and manly on the internet to call Kid Cudi gay because he got on a dress. When, when re- what really, what makes you gay is fucking the same sex. That's what makes you gay, and that's it. That's the only thing. There's and nothing that's, else that makes and you gay. And that's okay if you want to do it. Yes, and that is perfectly fine. So, like, so we like to sit here and be like, "Oh, he got on a dress. That's a sign he gay." Like, okay, you know what's a sign? You caring how much about what he got on is a sign that you might be gay. So why don't you, why don't you go look in the mirror and think about why the fuck you that concerned about another nigga wearing a dress? And why, why don't you worry about what the fuck you got on? And that needs to be the end of it. Like, I, I can't, I can't get, like, even the post itself bothered me. Like, because my comment was like, I don't give a fuck what he got on. Was the performance any good? Because right. I'm like, why did you, my point was like, why did you even post this? Like, who cares? Like, <laughs> I just can't get with niggas, like, analyzing motherfuckers' clothes and shit, dog. The only thing I can get with is when they clown, like, this young generation for wearing tight-ass clothes and shit. And even then, I look at it as jokes. I don't look at it as, like, Oh man, he got on skinny jeans. He must be gay. Like, okay. <laughs> like, it's not that deep. Dog. I'm like, look at this motherfucker in skinny jeans, dog. This nigga corny. Like, like, he look goofy. Like, it's like, it's just jokes, dog. I'm about sitting here like, oh man, this motherfucker must actually be gay wearing some shit like that. Like, man, I don't give a fuck if you gay and I don't give a fuck what you got on. Cause guess what? I'm, I'm my own man and I'm only concerned with myself. Like, I don't give a fuck who anybody else is fucking. I don't give a fuck what they wearing. I don't, like, I don't. I, I just can't wrap my head around people who are that concerned 
with what other people are doing that they don't even fucking know. It's not like Kid Cudi is his cousin or some shit. And you're like, oh, man, if Kid Cudi out here in a dress, people might roast me. Like, <laughs> like it's not even like that. Like, you don't know this nigga, man. Like, let him wear a dress and, and worry about worry about where you sticking your dick. Don't worry about what he's doing, because I guarantee you Kid Cudi done got more pussy than this nigga has. So <laughs> Kid, Kid Cudi probably looking at him like, yeah, what you got on, you it don't matter because uh, who you fucking? <laughs> you ain't fucking with me. Right. I, I hope Co- Cobain haunt that motherfucking his dreams for the rest of the year. Oh, ass. <laughs> just cause. Oh, just because you stuck in a dickhead. Ah. <sighs> Loser. Whatever. Anyway, um, another thing I wanted to br- bring up, kind of, kind of similar in the in the concept of, um, I guess trendy slander was uh the other day I was on on Twitter and I I like to look at the trending topics every now and then to like like actually look at them and every time I see a name in there immediately I get concerned because at this point if a if a person is trending they're either dead got covid or they said or did something like wow like problematic like racist or homophobic whatever right so if I see a name, I'm like, oh, fuck, what did this person do? Or, or, oh, fuck, is this person dead? Or, oh, fuck, do they got COVID? So I saw Tyra Banks trending, right? And I clicked on it, and I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, and if, of course, my first two thoughts was, does Tyra Banks have COVID? Or is Tyra Banks dead? Like, what the fuck happened? And I clicked on it, and it was a bunch of tweets that were talking about her on uh, America's Next Top Model. And they were sharing old videos of her on there, like criticizing the people on the show. Like, I mean, that's what they do, right? You know, they take the pictures. They, the, then the model stands in front of the panel is Tyra, Nigel Barker, that one dude, Miss J. And I, I, I know I, you probably sitting there like, man, this nigga know a lot about America's Next Top Model. <laughs> but it's because I didn't know what you, you, you photographing like fashion weeks and shit like that. Yes. So that's what I was getting at. Like at the time, I was photographing fashion shows. I was doing New York Fashion Week. I was photographing fashion shows here. I was buying like, um, like to help with my photography, I would buy um, fashion magazines. I would watch fashion shows. Like when I say fashion shows, I don't mean like runway shows. I mean shows like America's Next Top Model or Project Runway, which I photographed the finale of Project Runway. So like, you know, I, I was heavy into fashion from a, the perspective of my photography. So I watched America's Next Top Model, so that's how I know so much about it. Anyway, they were playing a clip, they were playing clips of Tyra Banks, you know, critiquing someone's photograph. And like, and all the tweets are like, Tyra's just shitting on all these black girls. She was so rude. Like, I don't understand how Tyra didn't get canceled. Tyra never, like, all this slander for Tyra Banks over, over some shit from fucking 15 years ago that they were perfectly fine with 15 years ago. And I'm like, it must take a special kind of person to where you sitting around on Twitter or you sitting around on social media and you're like, I don't have nothing to be offended about. Let me go dig into the past and find some shit <laughs> that was cool back then, but don't fit today's standards and go shit on that. And I'm like, man, why are motherfuckers railing on Tower Banks when all you motherfuckers was watching that shit. America's Next Top Model, niggas, motherfuckers watched that shit. Like, America's Next Top Model was a popping ass show as far as, like, you know, 
ratings wise. Like, right, watch. isn't that how uh, Takara kind of, kind of, kind of got a little more famous? Than yeah, she was? yeah, yeah. She, uh, I don't think she won it. I think she was like second place or something. Yeah, she like did. That. I don't think she won, but she definitely because she was fine in the motherfucker. Yeah, like, like a lot of a lot of models got you know got a start on that show, and and it was a it was a vehicle that Tyra Banks set up to put black models on. Like that's like that's kind of what it was for, bro. I I just he, searched. I just searched her name. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I just no, searched her name and somebody said they're trying to create a surviving Tyra Banks. <laughs> a what? A, a what Tyra Banks? Surviving. Like like surviving oh. R. Kelly. <laughs> oh, like the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> surviving Tyra Banks. <laughs> that's that's funny. Cause I know she did. She used to ro- she used to roast the fuck out of some of the contestants. Yeah. But like, I just I, I don't understand like how in 2021 you bring it up some shit from fucking oh 2005 or I don't know whatever the fuck that show was airing and like ah oh, Tyra Banks she should be canceled like ah oh, Tyra Banks she was she must hate black women like okay <laughs> like man this this cancel culture shit dog and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna record an entirely separate solo podcast because I don't want to eat up all of our, our podcasting time talking about cancel culture and censorship but i have a lot of thoughts that have been spurred by like personal experience like shit that i've had to deal with or shit that i've seen uh people i'm close to have to deal with with with, like censorship and shit like that that it's like okay i i I need to talk about this because it's, it's a very it's a very nuanced topic and it's something where i had one thought on it one year ago and i have totally different thoughts now but that's for another time but like, yeah, man, it was like people out here roasting her, talking about she should, she was a piece of shit back then, and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, but you was cool with it at that time. So now in 2021, you want to go back and dig that shit up, and now apply today's standards to 2005 Tyra Banks and slander, and, and then make make 2021 Tyra Banks out to be a piece of shit because you somehow, for for whatever reason, felt like you wanted to get mad about. I don't know. Like, what What even made people decide they want to dig up old clips of that show and find a reason to shit on Tyra Banks? It's like, it's so corny to me how as soon as somebody gets famous, and this is not related to Tyra Banks, obviously, because she's been famous, but, like, as soon as somebody gets famous or or does something, motherfuckers want to go through their whole fucking social media history to find something to get offended about or to cancel them over. And then that shit, dog, <laughs> like, I guess this is this, this the episode of corny-ass motherfucking behavior. But man, what kind of a loser are you, dog? Like, why are people such losers right now? Like, I, I don't. I, yeah. I feel like if if Tyra was doing such fuck shit back then, at, at some point it would have been some outrage about it then. And I mean, obviously, we don't have access to all of social media and all of things. But it just seemed like it would have been a backlash back then. I mean, it, it wasn't like she. It was some scandal of some like sexual assault or some actual like verbal abuse and you know some something extra that would have been like deeming some kind of investigation or some shit like that like i mean if that's the case you might as well cancel what's the uh uh the the fucking chef that talks berates his fucking uh people on the oh show? the hell's kitchen guy yeah like you might as well just cancel that motherfucker in because he's Ramsey, a dickhead something Ramsey, yeah, right uh, uh yeah uh uh yeah Ramsey. gordon Ramsey. gordon, gordon, gordon Ramsey. Ramsey. yeah so you might as well cancel Judge Judy shit. I mean, what the fuck? Where are we? Where are we stopping with this shit? We aren't, and that's the problem. 
Like we just find new motherfuckers to get mad about and, and cancel them for whatever the fuck reason. And I'm like, we, we transition so quickly from canceling people who deserve it to looking for people to cancel just for fucking shits and giggles, just to be mad and to be offended. Like, to give an example, I got, I, and I think we've talked about that this on this podcast before, how Twitter and Twitter specifically will just decide that something is offensive and people will just run with it because it's like this group thing shit. It's like, oh, oh, I'm supposed to be mad at that now? Okay. And it's not like you aren't personally mad at that. You don't look at that and be like, oh, that offends me. It's only when other people tell you to be offended by it. And you're like, oh, wait, that does offend me. Like, okay, no, it doesn't offend you if somebody has to tell you that if that it offends you. And give an example, the whole idea of the term female being offensive. That only exists on Twitter. That's not a thing anywhere else. Like, nobody else cares about that. But one day, some woman decided that the term female was offensive. And now you got a subset of women on Twitter who are just like, don't call me a female because that can apply to any fucking animal or whatever the fuck. Like, okay. And the same thing could apply to male. But do you see us having a bitch fit about it? No. Because it's a fucking scientific term. It's not a slur. Like, they treat it like it's a slur. It's a fucking scientific term for what you are. It's the literal term for what you are. And you somehow are finding a way to fake offense over it. And that it only exists on Twitter. Like, you don't, you don't see that on Facebook. Or you don't see that in real life. It's only a Twitter thing. And, like, th- this whole thing of, like, hey, let's find something to be offended by. That's what, that's what we're doing now that irritates me. Because if you got motherfuckers out here, uh, you know, white folks on Twitter talking about black people need to do this and black people need to do that. And if you would just listen to the police, you wouldn't have got shot. All this kind of shit. That shit we can get mad about. But like just like looking for sh- like making up shit to get mad about. Just like who who walks around and I'm the most angry nigga that I know. Who walks around just looking for shit to be mad about? I don't. And I'm the angriest nigga I know. And I don't just look for sh- I don't make up shit to get mad about. Like. Oh, let me just get mad about the term male now. <laughs> like, what kind of corny loser shit is that? <laughs> Bruh, don't like, get me fucking started this fucking... Ugh. Yeah, I remember... Yeah, I remember the, the the female outrage, and I was just like, okay. <laughs> All right. No, that shit is so fucking dumb, dog. Like, and I get... Like, you can get offended about uh, situations that is used where the context of it is offensive where so because that's i i get i get that when people are like when, if you got a uh, if you got a dude who tweets like oh man these females out here always be doing blank and whatever blank is is something like wild fucked up and offensive then you can i can see you being like okay why would you say that but the problem isn't the word female the problem is the, the thought behind it like but they out here make it sound like the actual word female is offensive because uh, it can apply to a cat. Like, okay, yeah, and so like the same thing. The same thing works for male. It can apply to an animal too. But right. if a I, woman I, goes, these males out here, I'm not. I'm not gonna be like, oh, oh, oh my god, you hurt my feelings. Like, no, because I'm not a fucking pussy. Like, what? Like, what kind of shit is that? Bruh. A dumb shit to get mad over. I remember someone trying to I'm rationalize. Fire the fuck up, <laughs> I, 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 I remember was some years ago when somebody tried to rationalize why female was offensive and male wasn't and i'm like i'm oh, not Lord. i'm not hearing you i'm not hearing you this i don't even, and i it was so stupid i didn't even remember what us like i'm a component of calling people what they want to be called. Hey, you're you're a proponent 
proponent. You said component. Proponent. Like, excuse like, me. Uh, I'm proponent. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I, you know, talking about you a part of something. No, right. No, no, no. Yeah. Proponent. Excuse me. Thank you. Uh, I, I want to call people I can't what they want to be called. Crazy. Yeah. I appreciate you. I appreciate it. <laughs> I, I'm for calling people what they want to be called. I just remember getting it. I, I, I remember getting into getting into it with some a, a chick on face on Twitter because I I called her ma'am. Oh my and god. Her rationale was that she's too young to be called a ma'am. And I'm like, I thought it was a sign of respect. Like I wasn't demeaning her saying that like she was old or whatever. It was it wasn't even in that context. And she was just totally offended by it. And I was just like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, this is stupid. But I call you what you want to be called, but there's no way in hell that you're gonna take that as offensive though. Like oh, ma'am, it, ma'am being offensive? Like, come on, dude. Ma'am. Yeah, like, and 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 you gotta think too, like we we I and I, I don't even know who we is. I, I would say we as in like, I don't know, I don't even know what group of people this applies to if it applies to black men or twitter or just me and you but like (laughs) ma'am and sir are like i don't know about you i don't use them in the literal sense like like how you might be talking to a a judge and be like your honor or you might be talking to the police you'd be like sir i didn't i didn't know i could do that sir like i'm not using it in that sense when i say it when i'm saying i'm using is like like just a uh i don't know it's like like a joke term like colloquialism like like, oh, come on, sir. Like, oh, yeah, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, like yeah. I use it like that. And I do the same thing with women. I'm like, like, you know, somebody, some, like, say some, some, uh, I'm going to do it on purpose. Say some female says something wild. I might be like, oh, come on now, ma'am. Like, like, ma'am, now you know better. Like, it's like, it's, it's not meant in the literal, like, you're an old person or, or a professional or something that I'm showing. I'm using it as a term of respect. Like, I don't even use them in that sense. So, like, I always thought it was like, I, and I think no, it is, it is a term of respect. I'm just saying yeah. that's not how I use it all the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah like, I'll be sure. using it in a joke way. Oh, yeah, and I do use that in a joke way. Like, so, like, a, a woman on or a female, <laughs> if a woman says something crazy or something on Twitter, and I'll reply, like, ma'am, like, you, you wilding out. Um, exactly, but I think, and I'm trying to remember this conversation, man. I think she was trying to say some shit like she would rather be re- referred to as Miss versus Ma'am, and I'm like, what? I'm not. I'm just not going to refer to you at all, then. And, and that's what I did. I just stopped. Fuck. I just stopped. Yeah. And yeah, I didn't I'm say like, that. I won't talk say to that. I won't talk to you at all. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I just won't How talk about to you that? all. Then. I don't have to talk to you at yeah. all. And, that, and, it, and it and it takes nothing away from me. So um, that's cool. You know. Matter of fact, I don't have to address you. Let's go there right. at all. Like, so, you ma'am. Know, you went from being offended of ma'am, and I don't have to call you nothing. I just won't talk to you. Like, I could just save that, and I'm okay with that. Like, yeah. And, you know, yeah. like, ma'am was a. <clears throat> and I, I, it's funny because I'm this potentially uh, uh, contradictory, but I remember when I was younger, when my. Um, my dad, my aunts and uncles, whenever uh, my grandmother would, would call them or something, their response would be, yes, ma'am, or just ma'am. And so I learned that as a kid, you know, just older, 
just older people or just people, just older people in general, women, you know, yes, ma'am and ma'am. And so it never came off to me that I was, you know, disrespecting someone younger by calling them ma'am. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like I responded like, bitch. <laughs> like, I felt like that would be worse. You know what I'm saying? So you're like, you want ma'am a bitch? What we go do here? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but I don't know. I just like, like you say, you know what? I don't have to call you anything because I don't have to talk to you, man. I'm okay with that. You know what's, you know what's interesting is that I don't even use the terms sir and ma'am in the traditional sense because I don't, I don't like, I don't like addressing people in that manner who have not earned that title. And what I mean by earn that title, like, so. If you watch and like sometimes you might watch a video right of uh, uh somebody getting arrested and the police are asking them questions I'm like oh I don't know sir I don't know sir I'm like I I I don't call I won't call people like that sir because to me like it using it in that in that sense the, the 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 sign of respect sense I'm not I'm not giving somebody that level of respect merely because of their title like like a judge like calling a judge your honor I've, I've i've never been able to like fuck with that i haven't been a i well i have but i haven't been a, i haven't been in a position to where i felt like i had to call a judge your, well i was supposed to call a judge your honor but if i did i wouldn't do it because like there's nothing honorable about you and it's like you, you, like yes you have the job of being a judge and you you make the call on on you know whether or not somebody goes to prison or whatever but there's no honor in that to me like I'm not, like that's your job and nothing more. So I'm not gonna say your honor. Like like your honor. Like what? What? This is like a job. Like what, I don't honor you. You're not honorable to me. Like you just think of it. Decides whether or not people go to prison or not. Like that's not honorable to me. And yeah, I, I'm I, the same thing with police. Like I'm not gonna call you sir. Like who the fuck is you? Yeah, I think like, I've gotten used. I've gotten used to saying sir to like strangers. Like if I'm, you know, somewhere and I'm, let's say I'm at a store and I'm asking for help, you know, but it's never, it's not, I don't like for say, sir, for instance, I'm not using sir as a person I felt is higher than me or something. It's just, yeah. nigga, I don't know because your name. Because there is nobody. Yeah. There so I'm is like, nobody like, I mean, that. it's like, I don't know your name. So, hey, sir, can you help me? What aisle what, what tissue in, nigga? You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, <laughs> Like, you know, sir is using that, you know, like, hey, hey, man, how you doing? Hey, sir. You know, and especially if you're older, if, if they're older, I would probably use it more than not. But uh, I always thought that, too, as far as the honor, although um, I don't think I've ever just I, I'm pretty sure I've said it, you know, whenever random court cases I've had. Uh, but I always wonder, like, why the fuck are they honored? Like, why can't you just be judge such and such? You know what I'm saying? Like, just yeah, like, like all oh, the, the honorable judge so and so. Like, what makes you honorable? Like, like you can be like judges can be complete and total racist pieces of shit. And like you are not too. honorable. Yeah. You are not honorable because of your job. Like that is not like you are not honorable to me. Like I use sir because I use it the same way. And this is when I actually this is probably around the time when I started saying it. I use it how Rip Hamilton said it. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. That's how I say sir. Yes, sir. Like not sir to like because I respect you like right. sir like Rip said it <laughs> like that's how I use sir or or like how I said earlier I'm like like if somebody do something crazy I'm like sir you gotta chill out you know something like that like that's how I say it 
But like addressing somebody like, yes, sir. Like I'm not doing that because of your fucking occupation. What the fuck kind of dumb shit is that? Like the, I, I would say the only people I, I've literally never, never used those terms out of respect for someone. But if I did, it would be for like, like you said, like an older person, something like that. It would not be because of your motherfucking job. Like, fuck out of here. Call somebody sir or your honor, like, who has not earned that. Like, I don't, I will never, ever, 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 ever respect someone because of their title. Like, you could be, you could be the judge, you could be the president, you could be the queen. None of that shit matters to me because I don't like elevating people for reasons that have nothing to do with who they are. You can be a queen and be a piece of shit. You can be a president and be a piece of shit. I'm not going to call you sir or your honor or ma'am or any of that because of your job or your title. Like you only earn that based on who you are and your behavior and how you treat other people. Like I'm not going to call you no shit like that. Like you can be like, oh, this is the queen. And at least at least a police officer, that's their job. Like you just, you just part of, you just have Happen to be born into the right family. Like, what kind of fuck shit is that? Like, and, and your royalty I means I can't even shit. wrap my head around that that royal shit. And like, your I royalty really means and your, and, and your royalty means shit to me though, or us in general. Like, yeah, that shit means nothing over here, dog. <laughs> Bitch, that's, you ain't my queen. <laughs> that's that's like when uh, uh coming to America when he came over here. Man, they give a fuck about his fucking title. Man, you want me to clip this Hell fucking yeah. ponytail off or not, nigga? What you want? <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? Like that shit don't mean shit over here. This yeah, a, and like you say in the movie, this is America, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's really what it is, though, dog. Like, don't come over here with that shit, man. Like, I don't give a fuck, dog. Like, that's your fucking title, dog. And the irony is that most of the time, the people aren't deserving of that honor. Like, the police, like, calling the police, sir. Like, I'm going to call you, sir, before you shoot me in my back when I'm not looking. <laughs> Suck my dick, dog. You don't get no fucking sir out of me. I've never called a police officer sir in my motherfucking life, and I never, ever, 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 ever will ever call a police officer sir. Fuck out of here, dog. I mean, I probably, I feel like I probably have, but like I say, it never was. I use it generally for just people, and I'm, you know, whatever. But it's never been one of those. I'm holding this. I've been some pulled over. Regard. I've been pulled over and scared to death, and I would rather. This sounds extreme as fuck. I was like I say, I would rather die than call them sir. But I'm, de- I, I'm no level of fright being pulled over is going to make me call police officers sir. Because I'm not going to make them think that I respect them just because they have a badge and a gun. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to respect, I only respect people who are good people, who are decent people and who treat people well. And, are, and that's it. That's the only way you will get any modicum of respect out of me, whether that's a way I refer to you, whether that's how I treat you. None of the only thing that matters is who you are. I don't give a fuck about your job. Don't give a fuck about your title. None of that shit. Like, I will never call no judge your honor because there's no reason to honor this motherfucker, dog. Like, what? They punch at the clock just like I am. It's interesting, like, though, because it's like, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you good. No, that's it. I, I, I think it's interesting because. I think words like that, like it, for 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 some maybe it matters the esteem that they hold they hold that word to. Like I could call a police officer sir, but because I don't give a fuck what sir means, it doesn't hold value 
to me me calling them that making it seem like they're better than they are if that makes sense no, like, that, that, I don't, no, that makes sense. I don't like, yeah. So I was like, I don't value the word sir as in like some su- superiority of a man or male or whatever. It's just that I don't know your name and I, I could say, hey, <laughs> pay person or whatever the fuck. But mm-hmm. I get it, you know, like, you know, to the point of judging, like, yeah, what is the whole honor thing? Like, it's just some, yeah, I, I, I've never under, never under, understood that. And now I think I, not that I want to have any court cases where I got to talk to a fucking judge, but <laughs> in the event that I do, I'm probably gonna do my damnness to do whatever I can to not say that at all. Like, it'd just be Judge Judy, what's up? You know, what I'm <laughs> right? Or whatever the fuck the case is. Well, I look at it like, it means something. It, it would mean something to them, right? And not necessarily in the sense of like, if I if I get pulled over and I call the police, sir, they're gonna be like, oh yeah, this nigga respects me. Like it's not even like that. It's me because I'm so fucking like petty about the shit. I want to I want to not say it because I'm hoping that they note that I don't say it. Like I want them to. Be, I want right, them right, to be right, like, sure. oh, he it's didn't call me, sir. That's definitely goddamn right. I didn't right. call you, sir. That was sir, definitely bitch. intention. Intentional <laughs> to say, right? Yes. Yeah. So like that's how that's how I treat it because I don't want them to misconstrue our conversation and think that I respect them because I don't. So like, <laughs> like so it's it's almost like it's almost out of spite. Like I'm not like yes, it the the word holds no value to me unless you earn it, but also it particularly when it revolves around police like i'm not gonna i'm not i don't i want you to think that i don't respect you because i don't i'm not gonna say fuck you suck my dick i don't respect you unless it comes to that but i'm not gonna volunteer that but i think by me purposely not saying sir it's in my head i hope that they're noting that like that that i didn't call you i didn't he didn't call me sir yes i didn't because i don't respect you like if, if you do something that warrants respect cool but i don't so i'm not right, gonna call you right. that Right. And I hope I hope you walk back to the car and when you write me a ticket, I hope you remember that. That you might be writing me a ticket, but I don't give a fuck who you are, what your job is, and what you're doing. I'll eat that ticket, no problem. No problem. I'm not rich, but I got money to pay for a motherfucking ticket. And you know what Mm -hmm. I do what I do care about is my pride and my self-respect. And I'm not about I'm not about to be out here fucking kowtowing to some piece of shit who has a badge just because he has a badge. Like no, I write me write me a ticket and I will I will show you zero respect and you got to go home and eat that because when you a police officer you care about that shit you don't get most police officers I don't think are out here because they want to protect and serve they out here because they want power and also, it's, a you lot feel of, like a lot you don't have that power, power tri- a lot of my power trip a, a total fucking power trip and so that's why they yep. feel they can play judge jury and fucking god when exactly. you know they, you know you have a, a a stop and you know something they feel is wrong and they fuck around and fake reach for their taser and shoot you and shit so you know whatever <laughs> exactly and that's why that's why i make it a point to not do it so that they know i don't i don't i don't hold no kind of respect for you and side note, this is the thing that I mentioned earlier. I am not trying to get into the, what's his name, Dante whatever, the dude who they said it was a taser and he got shot. Dante, what's his last name? Um, I'll tell you in a second. I don't um, remember. You know the fucking guy. Um, yeah. I'm Dante Wright. Dante Wright. I'm like, everything is blowing up over that, that dude getting shot. 
that situation, I'm staying away from that one. Like, I will take the heat defending a black dude that got shot in, uh, like, you know, or, or got killed, like George Floyd or, or, or Trayvon Martin. Those ones who were, like, clearly were um, sought out and purposefully murdered. I will defend them all day. And there are scores of white people who will defend the police all day, and I will butt heads with them all day. But that Dante dude, Dante Wright, that nigga, like, I saw the video of that shit. That nigga was, they was cuffing him, and he tried to run. Like, he ran off. And I'm not saying, like, oh, because he tried to run, he deserved to get shot. I'm not saying because he tried to run, that means she actually thought it was a taser. She Like, none of that shit. All I'm saying is I'm not willing to participate in that conversation because I don't want to defend somebody who tried to run because you put yourself in a position for something to happen to you. And I'm not saying he should have got shot, none of that shit. All I'm saying is that's not a hill I'm willing to die on. I'm willing to die on the fucking George Floyd hill because we are sitting right now. We watched that nigga get knelt on for nine minutes and we are sitting here with a full-on ass trial that has been going on for weeks with Derek Chauvin's uh, lawyers making the case that uh, George Floyd had drugs in his system or all other kinds of shit going on that could have been the reason that he died. Listen, if Derek Chauvin hadn't knelt on that nigga and he'd still be alive, if that's the case, then case closed. Derek Chauvin killed him, point blank, period. I, I'll, I'll die on that hill. I'll die on the Trayvon Martin hill. I'll die on the Breonna Taylor hill. All of them, I'll die on those hills. But the nigga that ran... I can't, I'm, I'm not willing to engage. Shit, like, the taser shit, again, I watched the video, and the part that fucks me up about the video is that she goes, taser, 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 taser. And there's, like, a probably, like, a good four or five seconds where her gun is drawn, and she says, taser, taser, taser. I'm like, if she had just, like, reached, pulled, shot, and it was like, oh, shit, I shot him. I'd be like, oh, well, shit, that does kind of look like a mistake. But she held the gun out for like four or five seconds and then shot him. So I'm like, I'm not going to defend her at all. But I'm also not going to engage in that conversation because I'm like, why did this nigga run, dog? Like, I mean, I, when, I, you, I, when you run, you set yourself up for something. I mean, I, I, like, I, something. I, I get that. And I, and I get your points on that. Uh, I think, and, and, and like I say, we don't really have to talk about it because I didn't prepare to talk about that at all. I haven't watched the video. Um, didn't feel like I wanted to watch the video. Um, but I guess the, the one thing or two things that, that stick out for me is that a, a cop 20 year, 26 years in should know the difference between a gun and a taser one. And two, mm-hmm. even the bad people are not supposed to get killed. Facts. And I saw that tweet somewhere and I, I was like, preach. Now, like, I mean, yes, even now, the bad people, that now, is not their job. Now it's, now it's, argue, I mean, now it's arguable as to, you know, we know what to do to not put ourselves in situations like that. But again, even the bad fucking people shouldn't be killed. But what's so fucked up about this in general, not just his in case, not just in uh, Derek's Rice, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Dante's Rice, right case, just in cases in general. Why is it that all the black people always die? No matter what yeah. the fuck. 
the black people always die. The white people who fucking shoots up a fucking Home Depot gets fucking let off in cuffs. The mm-hmm. the white person who shoots up a, a a church full of people gets taken to Burger King. The 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 number of white the white person that shoots up a theater in Aurora, Colorado gets taken away. It's just something inherently fucked up about anytime we have a police interaction, we're gonna die. And yeah. you know that's that's really all we we have to really talk say about it so um i'm cool you know the the best tweet that i saw about that situation i don't remember who said it but it was something like police always think it's a gun until it's in their hand like like think of of of, uh um tamir rice you know uh shit like that where like oh i thought they had a weapon Oh, I thought it was a gun. Like, was the, the other dude that pulled out a phone or something and they shot him? Like, it's always a gun until you old girl and now it's a taser. Like, oh, okay. So when when we hold something in our hand, it's always a gun. Whether it's, not, whether it's a phone or a squirt gun or whatever the fuck, it's always a gun and we got to die over it. But all of a sudden, like, you have that 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 perfect fucking vision where you're just like, oh, that's a gun. Let me shoot that nigga. But you don't have a perfect fucking uh, vision or or feel or touch or anything like that when it's the gun in your hand. Like, oh, now, 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 oh, oh, I thought it was my taser. Well, okay, right. But y'all motherfuckers don't think it's a taser or some other shit when you see a black person holding it. Then now it's not. Now it's automatically a gun. It could be a goddamn checkbook, and they'll say it's a. They, oh, I thought it was a gun. Okay, whatever. I mean, you go back to the what was the uh, shooting in New York? Uh, uh... I always think it was, I can't remember his first name, uh, but I think it was uh, uh, his last name was Diallo. And the motherfucker. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, he had I'm a wild a, first name. I'm a dude. I'm a something. Yeah, yeah. That was in 99. I'm a dude pulling out his fucking wallet. You know what I'm saying? Wait, it's what? Just, that was what? That was in 99. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, 99. Yep, that was 99. What do you mean, 1999? Yes, that was in 1999. What? Are you wait? No. Was it? No. Yes, February fourth, nineteen ninety nine. Yes. Long what? fucking time ago. I remember it being late. I mean, I remember you know. I'm gonna say I was late teens, but I was almost twenty, but nineteen. But I remember it being in that that time frame. So that that makes sense. I'm looking at a few articles right now. It was Damn. it was it was February February fourth, nineteen ninety nine. The fuck. Oh shit! A motherfucker pulling, <laughs> a motherfucker pulling pull, pull out his wallet and and get caught in a hell of forty one bullets. So damn, yeah, that was nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, dog. What the fuck? That feels like that was recent. No, nah, no, nah, that was no, nah, that was that that was definitely a, a good while. Damn. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Shit. So. That just blew um, my mind. Yeah, I, I, I that's one of them cases that kind of stuck with me. I'll just I just remember that. Like I was just like, what the fuck? And you know, just you know, I, I think I got so I got my license in like '96, and I you know been driving for a while, and it was just one of those things that was just like, man, the police can really fuck you up. <laughs> like you know, you go back to um, uh, what was the uh, the beating here, and uh, I think that was in '92. Um, uh, the guy that who got uh, he got beat up by um, 
uh, those two cops who are who are known for fucking whooping people asses. Uh, Malice Green. Um, I was sitting here like I know he ain't talking about Malice Green because I know he ain't gonna forget this nigga name. <laughs> yeah, I, I just I just had a brain fart like I had I had Malice in my head. Uh, but yeah, that happened in '92. I knew the year though, strangely enough, for some odd reason. But yeah, so you know, like back then it was, it was like on the heels of Rodney King. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because I think that was was that before Rodney King. Uh, um, I think so. So that was '92. They were around the same time. Yeah, they they were very uh, very close in. Uh, um, that was '91. So it just it happened oh, okay. right before. Uh, but Wait, yeah. which which was 91? 91 was Rodney King and 92 was uh Mallet Green. Oh, okay. Hmm. So um the last thing I want to talk about, I kind of want to tell a I guess a story kind of. Um, you know, before we started recording, you were telling a, a story about your uh your COVID scare. Mm-hmm. And I have a I have a COVID scare story too. So um Pull me a drink, shit. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Um so Friday night, my uh, my brother in law was over here, and we were watching Game of Thrones like like like, like we do. And uh, I wasn't feeling that good that day, like I, I like a, like a sl- slight stomach ache or whatever. And I was like, eh, you know, I'm not feeling too great. It was probably about thirty in the morning, and I was like, you know, I'm gonna go ahead and go to bed. Y'all do, you know, y'all y'all keep keep watching whatever, but I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and go to bed. So I go to bed. I woke up at about five ish, so give or take. Cause like I had a lot of shit going on with me that night. Like I was getting like wild cramps like everywhere on my body whenever I like moved and shit. And I'm like, man, I, I and then I had like a stomach ache. I just was not. I was just not feeling good. I was like, I think I was probably just like mad dehydrated. But um, because of that, I couldn't sleep that well. So I woke up probably like about five ish, and I you know go to go I, you know I got to go to the bathroom, take a leak or whatever, and I grabbed my phone and I look at it and I got a message from my brother. And like that he sent probably about like four o'clock. And he said that my mom was in the ER and she had COVID. And yeah. And that was my mom is 65. She's got diabetes. Uh, She's in fairly good condition, but I mean, like, you know, you 65, you're going to have a lot of shit wrong with you regardless. Right. And, um, I, I, I went to the bathroom and I, I just kind of sat there for a while. Like I went there to take a leap, but I had my phone in my hand and I read that and I, I went to the bathroom and I was about to go back. And I just kind of sat, I sat down on the toilet, like, with, you know, like you put the lid down and you can sit on top of it. And I sat there and I just kind of like broke down. Cause I'm like, I can't, I, I was already thinking about the fact that, you know, my mom is 65. Like she just doesn't have, you know, she has a lot of, uh, health issues and shit. Nothing, nothing really problematic. But she, you know, she just got shit going on. And you like, you know, people sixty five get COVID. It's like, okay, red alert, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm not ready for this because, like, you think about, you know, something happening to your parents or whatever. You, you kind of feel like they're gonna get old, and you hope that your parents just get old and die of old age. And um, to get hit with that, like, with that immediate thought of like this could be it. Like, this could be it, it. Like, it wasn't just like, oh, she's got COVID. It's like, no, she is in the ER right now, like, with with COVID. And um, I wasn't able to go back to sleep after that. And 
you know, Saturday came around and um, I was in a really bad place. I, you know, I told my boy Daryl, who comes over here every weekend, we watch UFC. I was like, you know, I, I hit him up probably about like uh, UFC was early that day because it was the ABC card. So yeah. um, the ABC card started at three, the main card and the prelim started at noon. So I hit him up at like 10 o'clock and I'm like, man, um, I can't do it today, dog. Like, I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to stand in the house and I'll, I'll probably like watch it on my tablet or something. And um, I was just, I was just like in a really bad place. And um, I, um, I'm wondering like, okay, so, so, so what do I do now? Like, I don't, I don't know what's going on and, and I don't really know what to do. So my brother told me that she was in um, Sinai Grace which um as you know is in Detroit um as our view as our listeners might not know is in Detroit and it's not the best hospital in the world <laughs> um i was born at Sinai Grace but um i ha- i have no allegiance to Sinai Grace <laughs> uh because of that fact like i was just like oh man she's in a fucking shit hospital and i don't know what the fuck's going on so um at some point I think about it's probably about like maybe like 11, 11 30 in the morning. I I said, fuck it, I'm gonna try to call her phone and see what happens. So I called her phone and she picked up and she sounded halfway decent. Um, she was coughing like real, real bad, like every couple of seconds. And I told her, I'm like, I'm not gonna keep you on the phone because I don't, you know, I don't want to make you have to talk if you, you know, you coughing like this, but you know, I just want to, you know, find out what was going on. And, you know, I talked to her for probably, like, three, four minutes. Like, nothing real long. And so I got off the phone with her. I'm like, okay, so now so now what do I do, right? So uh, I called up Sinai Grace and, you know, just trying to get an assessment of what was going on. They're like, yeah, she's in the ER and, we, you know, looking at her, whatever, yada, yada, yada. So I'm like, all right. So I, I, I just, I don't know. There's nothing you could do because, like, like, the way I am – I immediately start to take over. So like, if this was not COVID times and I found out she was in the hospital for something serious, I would have booked my ass down, you know, down to Detroit and I'd have just been in the hospital. I've just, just been there. And, but I can't do that. So I like, they, you know, they don't let you in there and then they can't tell you shit over the phone because it's a violation of HIPAA. So like, only way I can find out what's going on is to talk to her. So uh, my brother, after I had talked to her at like 11, I messaged him and I, you know, I filled him in. I'm like, yeah, I talked to her. She sounded kind of fucked up, but I mean, she seemed like she had her wits about her. Like she didn't seem like uh, different. She was just coughing a lot. So, you know, I, I filled him in on that. And then he messaged me a few hours later. He's like, yeah, you know, her phone is on a low battery or whatever. It's about to die, but I talked to her and yada, yada, yada. So that was that. So I messaged her later uh, on Saturday and I didn't get no response. And he was like, yeah, her phone must have died. So uh, come Sunday morning, I called up to the hospital again. I'm like, yeah, what's going on, blah, 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 blah. And they were like, yeah, her phone died. Uh, she doesn't, you know, she doesn't have a charger, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, can you have a doctor call me and let me know what's going on with her? You know, maybe, you know, if he got to talk to her and authorize me to be a, a person that can get medical information, you know, that's that's fine. But like, you know, ha- you know, talk to a doctor have the doctor talk to her and have the doctor call me, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So they said, cool. So doctor calls me uh, Sunday afternoon. He fills me in. He's like, yeah, you know, she's doing better than she was on Saturday. 
she's still taking in oxygen, but like a lot of her vitals are, are better off than they were. And, you know, he's just giving me information. And he's like, yeah, uh, you know, her phone's dead. He's like, but if you want to bring a charger down to the ER, we can give it to her. I'm like, bet, I'll do that. So, because she didn't have one. So the next day, Monday, I, you know, as you know, I take my kids to daycare uh, in the morning. And, but the daycare is downtown. So I'm like, you know what? I'm a, I, I did not plan on telling anybody about this. So, but I looked at it like, well, I want to go take her a charger. So I told uh, my, my leader at, at work, I was like, yo, my mom got COVID. We've been in the ER since early Saturday morning, late Friday night, whatever you want to call it. Uh, her phone's dead. She don't have a charger. Uh, so I'm going to start. I'm still going to come to work. I'm still going to work, but I'm going to start late because I'm going to, you know, drop my kids off like normal. But then I'm going to shoot over to Sinai. I'm going to drop off this charger so you can charge your phone so that way I can, you know, stay up to date with what's going on with her. So I did that. I, I went down there. I dropped off the charger. It's probably about 9, 9.30 in the morning, something like that. I put it in like a, a Kroger bag because I didn't want to just hand the fucking Apple charger over because I'm like, niggas gonna nigg, they might fucking steal it. Even though it's a fucking $20 charger, they might be like, yeah, hold on, Apple charger? Bet. Right. So I, like, I put it in the bag because I didn't, you know, just to be safe or whatever. So I put it in the bag and I give it to them. Nine o'clock in the morning, right? So 12 o'clock comes, I still haven't heard from her. I go, I try to call and it goes straight to voicemail. So I know her phone is still dead. So I call the hospital again. And I'm like, yo, I came down there like nine o'clock. I dropped the charger off, but her phone's still dead. Like, what's going on? It was like, oh, oh, she got it 10 minutes ago. I'm like, okay. And in the back of my head, I'm like, well, what the fuck took two and a half hours for you to take it to her? Because it's not like I took it to motherfucking uh, some random fucking place in the hospital and they had to, you know, figure out where she was at and walk across the goddamn campus and, you know, whatever, right? I took it to the ER. She was in the ER. It's a simple thing of like just taking it to her. Like it should have took literally like five to 10 minutes, not two and a half hours. So I'm like, but in the back of my head, I'm like, you know what? Again, this is not the fight that I want to have right now. So I'm not going to say shit. All right, cool. She's got it. Fuck it. So I hang up and, you know, I'll wait for the phone to charge. Three more hours pass. I still haven't heard from her. I call, I try to call her. Phone is still off. I'm like, what the fuck? So I call up again. And I'm like, yo, I dropped this charger off at nine o'clock. Like, what's going on with my mom? Like, what the fuck? Like, I don't know what's going on. Like, at this point, it's been too long for me to have my mom in the ER for COVID and not know what the fuck's going on. Like, what's happening? And they were like, oh, she's asleep right now. When she wakes up, she charged the phone. I'm like, deep breath. All right, cool. I'm like, all this time, like, you know I'm an angry-ass nigga, dog. I'm trying to, like, keep in mind, like, hospitals are overcrowded. Michigan's COVID cases are high as fuck. Like, don't snap. Like, don't spaz. Like, try to maintain some form of calm. So they say that, you know, she got it. To, you know, they say she sleeps. So I'm like, all right, I'm chill. Several more hours pass. Now it's about, uh, I think it's like six something. I call up again. And like, oh, she's awake now. She'll charge her phone in a minute. I'm like, the fuck? Like, I dropped the charger off nine fucking hours ago. Why the fuck her phone ain't charged yet? Now I'm pissed. So I'm like, okay, whatever. So about seven o'clock, I texted her and I'm like, uh, no, I, uh, no, yeah, I texted her. And the text went through. So I'm like, okay, it's on now. And I called her 
And she's like, yeah, I'm not feeling, you know, I'm not feeling, you know, all that great or whatever. So I called her back like a couple hours later. And by this point, it was probably like about nine o'clock when I actually got to talk to her. It's like nine o'clock p.m. 12 full goddamn hours after I dropped the charger off. So now, you know, you remember when you asked me what the fuck happened and why I've been going off on Sinai Grace? Yeah. Now you know why the fuck I've been going off on Sinai Grace. Why the fuck did I drop off a phone charger at nine o'clock in the morning and I don't get to talk to her until 9 p.m. when all you had to do was carry the shit over there? So I talked to her and she's like, I no, I she's like, I didn't even know I had it. I'm like, what? She's like, yeah, they dropped it off while I was asleep and nobody told me. I woke up. I didn't know I had a charger there. Like, I'm not, like, I didn't know. I'm like, so I'm like, you mean to tell me these niggas went up in there, dropped it off, said jack shit, and I'm calling three, four times, and no one has told her that she has a charger there to charge her phone. And to say that I was on 10 anger would be an understatement like a motherfucker, dog. Because I'm like, I spend all my time trying to like push my anger down and not turn the fuck up on people all the fucking time. And I've learned that when I am put in a position to where I'm stressed or I'm anxious, my anger is, is more difficult to control. And it's one of those situations where it kind of just like, it continues to escalate and escalate and escalate. And I can't, but in this situation, I can't do anything because I don't know what's going on. I can't talk to nobody. I just got to wonder. And you, okay, I'm going to divert a, for a brief moment. You are on episode six of them, or have you have you watched more episodes? Actually, I'm it doesn't on, fucking I'm, matter. You're I'm at on least five. on six. I'm on five. So you have not yet watched five or you finished five? I'm in, I'm watching five. Okay. So I think I'm 95% sure this scene was is in episodes three or four, but have you seen the scene where the father is on the roof and the three white people come up and they're like, oh, yeah, come yeah, down yeah. here. Are we going to come up there? Okay. So when that scene happened, do you remember the look on his face when he told them, he said something like, I need you to ask me, because when I come down there and give you what you asking for, mm -hmm. there needs to not be a misunderstanding. Mm -hmm. And you remember the look on his face? That's how I feel on the inside almost all the time. Like, that's the kind of, like, rage that I have to, like, push down and, like, just deal with. And when you have that combined with, like, anxiety and concern and sadness, it makes it so where you are in a position, like, I'm in a position to where... I feel like I'm on edge right now. Like I, I'm like, I could blow at any moment. And I, I've, for years, I've been dreading that moment because I know when it, cause I've been pushing it down for so many years. I know that when it happens, it's going to be a problem. And I, I've been worried about it and I'm right fucking there, man. And Sinai Grace really pushed me to fuck over with that shit. And I'm, I'm, I'm so close to getting to that point. And man, I am in a fucked up place right now. And coupling that with like when Delvin drops this shit about the N word and he drops the, like the videos of like the white people and, you know, he's given us kind of like a, a sign of what's to come. Like what could like the kind of videos that we might hear when he drops that shit. <sighs> <laughs> I, I, man, I hope nobody fucks with me. 
I, I, that, and that's really all I'm going to say. I hope nobody fucks with me. Like, he dropped my shit today. I don't remember what all I said, and I have not listened to my part. But gratefully, not a single one of these motherfuckers entered my mentions today, because my God, <laughs> I am nah. not to be fucked with right now. Like, I am so, I'm teetering on the edge right now. And, bro, when I tell you, my wife went into the office on Tuesday and she took the car with her. Had she not taken the car with her, I would say there is a 90 to 95% probability I would have went down to the hospital and got myself arrested because I was ready to turn the entire fuck up on that goddamn hospital that day. And I'm trying to keep in mind that they are understaffed and over-occupy. And I understand that. And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna give them shit for the fact my mom had to wait in the ER waiting room before she got seen for 13 fucking hours, dog. 13 hours. She wow. got in there Saturday morning. She had just got a room in the hospital today. All of Saturday. All of Sunday, all of Monday, all of Tuesday, she was in the fucking ER without a room. Jesus and I can't even Christ. get her a goddamn charger to charge her phone for 12 fucking hours. I'm not going to shit on them for not being able to have a room because you overstaffed. What I can do is say, why the fuck you didn't walk five fucking minutes to give her a fucking charger that I drove 45 fucking minutes to give her? Why you couldn't do that shit? You could do that shit. So I, I was mean, ready to go out there and, man, I was, oh, Lord have mercy. My God. I mean, especially being a, she, I'm assuming she didn't have a room, so she didn't have a phone. So yep. uh, a, a phone for, you know, now it's all, it's making more sense now. Um, mm -hmm. And so that's the only way to talk because you can't give information over the phone because of HIPAA shit. So it's mm -hmm. like, this is the only communication that you can exactly. have. And all exactly. it would have took, but to take her phone. Hell, plug the fucker up. You know it's yes. dead. Yeah. Because we just had y'all had that conversation. Plug the mm -hmm. fucker up. Again, and we I had get that it. conversation in person. Right. And I get in it. In the ER, like give her this so she could charge her phone. And like I say, I under I I, I get first off, um, how's your mom doing now? Um She's doing okay. Don't, you don't have to answer don't, that part. I don't um, particularly know. Okay, that's, um, like that's, I mean, I do. I talk, I did. I, I did talk to her. Um, I talked well, to her. Well, it's um, more more and more important. You know her status, so that's fine. You don't have to really answer that part. Um, uh, but I, I, that was it's just a lot. Um, and secondly, there's. I mean, granted, you know, you talk about being having anger and rage about things. I mean, this is like. <laughs> There's no reason to 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 hide why you're angry about this shit. This shit, I mean, that's that's just that's just unacceptable. I mean, you you try to give them, you know, the benefit of the doubt because of being overcrowded and you know, COVID cases is crazy. Hell, when I went to try to get a COVID test on Saturday, I had to go to four different fucking places because every place had a line outside just to get a COVID test. So I understand, I know that places are packed. I mean, Michigan got the highest fucking numbers, you know, but 
Come on, man. You can't bring a fucking charge up and let them know your charger is here. Hell, just plug the fucking phone up. That's just unacceptable, like, man. That's just it really just, is, dog. And I'm like, I'm just so like teetering on the edge of like, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm on the edge of snapping. And right now, I'm in a space where, as long as everything stays fairly normal, mm-hmm. I'll probably be okay. But this is really and and and, and Delvin, I know you're gonna listen to this tomorrow. Don't feel like you can't, you know, you got to chill with your 200 episode shit. But man, I'm telling you, dog, when he drops these fucking episodes with these white people saying nigga in them and trying to justify why they should say it, that, that like, I'm already, I've, prior to this, have already been a place where I don't have no patience for white people's fucking entitlement. And they're like, why the fuck do you want to say this word? Why, like, why can't you just shut the fuck up and go on about your goddamn business? And leave that word to people who have the right to say it and just go on. So, like, when that shit, like, this episode of his dropping at this time is just not a good look for anybody who, who decides that they might want to test me. This is not the fucking time. Like, I already murk niggas online verbally with, with, with ease. Like what I would say to some motherfucker who had the gall to enter my mentions today, like it, like it was a blessing that nobody entered my mentions today over that fuck. Because when he dropped my shit today, I, like in the back of my head, I was like, "Ooh, this is not. <laughs> this could go very badly if somebody tries to confront me about what I said. Like this could go real fucking left." And not a single soul entered my mentions today. His tweet got retweeted. I don't know twenty times. I don't know. That's not a ton. But I like, mean, I think I think part of. So I listened. I, I I listened on lunch today, and um, when this when he was talking about the idea for this, uh, Delvin had asked me to uh, to record, and I was like, um, I I would, but I feel like you're. I feel like you're probably going to cover most of the things that I feel anyway. So. I didn't. I didn't feel the need to be repetitive, and I felt like you would cover that base. I was like, I didn't. I didn't want. I didn't need to, or whatever. But and with listening to your your segment today, uh, which is only like seventeen minutes, so I was able to just listen to it on lunch. Uh, you echo every every. You say what? I said, oh, I might listen to it then. <laughs> yeah, um, you echo everything that I would have said and, and more. Um, and I think from I don't know how. I don't know how well it people just people are gonna do stuff dumb shit and they're gonna justify what they want to justify. But I don't see from your perspective how a person can argue that. Like oh uh, I don't see a white person arguing why when they hear that. Like it's just it's it's solid. It's it's there's no there's no weaknesses. There's it's it's a solid as it's it's, it's solid. There's no there's no rationale that you can give that would justify a reasoning for from your so i think that if the the lack of response could happen it could only because you're just right yeah i mean yeah i just i mean i just don't you know and and i'm not you know i'm not pushing i'm not you know pushing this because you're my homeboy and you know and all of that i'm pushing because it's just truth and i just don't see a person coming coming to you with any rationale that's going to make sense that will go against that. I just don't see it. I just don't see it at all. 
So yeah, if, if, if you don't, <laughs> and if you don't get any flack for it, it's not because it's not because of 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 <clears throat> people not listening. Because people are going to listen. You know, Delva has a platform, and I know people are going to listen. It's going to be because it it just makes too much fucking sense. <clears throat> only a only a only a dumbass would 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 come at you and debate it. There's just no there's no way that it's 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 solid. I just don't see it. Yeah, I don't either. I just but don't see it, I, you know. Yeah, and I, I think there might be people who might feel a way. I I don't know. I, I need to listen to it again and because and, it's it's hard for me to recall what I said because I, I, I always speak I always speak more when it comes to shit like that like super passionately it's never really like something that i've thought out and plans or where i can recall what i said it's always it's always from the heart so like yeah, i can never yeah. really recall what i said but i know who i am so i know i was probably like mad like not problematic but like just i i, I feel like i was probably egging people on like please come say some shit please say some shit to me <laughs> like like i was probably saying shit that, that was meant to incite uh I, mean, I, I, I don't I can, know. I can see someone. I can see someone saying that. I mean, but I mean, it's it's what it is. And it, the fact is, you don't remember much of it. I mean, when you when you when you speak when anyone you or anyone anybody speaks truth like that, it just comes straight out. And there's I, I again, man, it's gonna t- it's <clears throat> excuse me, it's gonna take a, a it's gonna take a white person or a non-black person with with some balls or just trolling to even debate or counter that you just can't it, you just, i just don't see it dog I, I mean it's we'll see how this how these weeks go i just don't see it man and i'm curious to hear the other black folks that are on you know their segment for that and i think the one thing that was really prevalent to me about it was that you know what i'm not gonna give anything up but I just think that people should listen to it, and I think we're, we're, I'm make sure we we retweet it and post it. And I just think that there's no, it's just soundproof. I don't, I just don't see, I don't see, I don't see a person really having any smart rationale that's going to go against that. But you know, I, I we'll see what happens. But but my, my only point was that I I, I almost. Like when, when after we recorded, I talked to Delvin. I'm like, yeah, you know, what? I don't know if what I said is gonna cause cause you to get any flack or cause me to get any flack. I mean, it is what it is. We'll see. But um, it shouldn't. It shouldn't. I welcome it. If it does, I welcome it. But I also welcome it from a place where I'm kind of like, you know, you and I have been covering. Uh, police shootings and racism and the shit that has been inflicted upon black people to a extremely high degree over the course of the past several years. Like we've been covering this shit kind of heavy and it's, it's worn on me over the years. It it, it has. And um, just seeing all the videos online of like uh, whatever, you know, white folks yelling nigga, this and nigga that and black folks and, 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 all of the entitlement and the the disrespect and all it's it's worn on me so heavy over the years and I, I knew that it had but I didn't understand it until um, until this situation happened because I know that when I'm stressed or when I'm anxious or when my back is to the wall 
it's way harder for me to control my anger. And all this time, I knew it had worn on me, but it was like a thing where it's like, I'm, I know I'm angry, but it's something that I can like push down and just kind of like, you know, I'll, I'll go off on the podcast on all this crazy shit that they doing, but you know, it's whatever. But now it's like, now I'm at the breaking point where it's like, if any kind of like level of disrespect or rudeness from a white person comes my way, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. Cause like I got that shit wearing on my soul so heavy over all these years of like my empathy of like what what they have put on our people, like it's weighed on me so heavy, and I pushed it down to the point where I didn't even really I didn't even really understand how much it weighed on me until just now. Cause now it's like I'm 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 sad, I'm nervous, I'm anxious, I got all this shit going on. So when that kind of shit happens on top of it. I know that I'm going to fucking lose it. And if they're losing on Twitter, it's on Twitter. It don't fucking matter. But, man, God forbid I'm out like a Kroger or some shit and some white person decides to act up. Like, it's like, it's, it's, I know it's like I'm right there. And I'm like, I need to find a way. That's why before we started this podcast, I was like, man, I need, I can't wait to really get fucking high right now. Because, like, I need to, like, I need to bring my levels down. 8,000 fucking notches because I am like on 10 on a scale of like 1 to 10 for like volatility. Like I feel like I'm like anything could fucking happen with my behavior at any fucking moment and Cyanide Grace got themselves on my bad side at the worst time in the worst way and I, I tweeted something to the effect of if, if they think that I won't make it my life's mission to ruin them, they have another thing coming. Because I, I am petty, I'm angry, I'm smart, I, I, will, find, I will find a way. I, like, they will be seeing some sort of consequence of my anger in one fashion or another, whether that's tweets or whether that's just me encouraging people to not go there, whatever the case may be, like, they have just completely uh, just ruined any any kind of I don't know positivity that might come their way in my eyes. Like they are they are they're dead to me at the hospital, but uh, that's kind of a weird pun. But they're 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 dead to me as far as uh, any kind of behavior I'm going to have toward them. And I don't know. Um, like right now, her phone, she's got my chart. She's got one of my chargers. It's good. It's a Apple chart. Like a, it's not one of them knockoff gas station joints where like it might work for 45 minutes and then don't like, it's a, it's a legit motherfucking Apple charger. She's good. She gonna have it charged. It's, 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 it's fine. But man, them niggas need to not test me no more. And Lord have mercy. One of these motherfucking white people test me on some race shit. Like, cause I tweeted earlier. I was like, I said, like, I see you motherfuckers subtweeting about using the N-word. I saw a tweet that was, it seemed like it was like a thinly veiled tweet about not using the N-word. And I don't know, because, like, when I'm in this state, I don't even really care about reality or facts. All I care about is what what is emotional. And I saw that shit, and I don't know who that person was, but in my head, they heard me on Delvin shit. And they wanted to make a joke about how I said that they can't say nigga. And in my head, that person is fucked. Like, like that person and anybody who thinks it's funny 
to joke about any conditions in which they should be able to say they're like, oh, I can't stand if I'm rapping along. <laughs> like, make a joke about the N-word to be in my mentions, nigga, and see how you get fucked up. It, at least the fucking as, as much fucked up as you get on Twitter, how you get fucked up. Like, man, white people think it's a game out here, dog. Like, they out here thinking it's fun, thinking it's jokes, thinking it's, uh, oh, it's not that big a deal. Like, it's only so long before we get fed up with them killing us and thinking, thinking it's a game. And I can't speak for nobody else, but I've already crossed that point. So I'm just going to get high and try to chill out now. Hey, that's fair. I mean, I think you probably earned it. You're not probably, you have earned it, so. Yeah, that was a lot, man. You know, well, I appreciate you sharing, man. That's a lot, man. You, you know, I was just talking to my mom. Uh, it's funny you mentioned, you know, your mom. I was talking to my mom about her getting the vaccine, and she's been uh, really hesitant about it. And, you know, of course, with the Johnson & Johnson scare of stuff, you know, a lot of people are really weirded out about that, which, you know, there's other options. Like, Johnson Johnson only became an option, like, a few weeks ago. Um, but you know, my mom is was not anymore. Um, yeah, it's not even an option anymore. And my mom was really so uh worried about that because uh, my mom has a history of blood clots. So, you know, oh fuck. Yeah, so just the thought of that, you know, has been, you know, uh 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 a scary point, you know, and so just hearing about that had her discouraged about getting and stuff, but you know, she's she, my mom works in a daycare and you know they had to have some kids i was asking about her day and she was talking about how some of the kids wasn't there because their parents had had tested positive for covid but the kids didn't but because of that they still have to you know stay home for two right. weeks and so yep and so she's you know she's finally to the point where she knows she needs to schedule to get it you know i'm like i'm telling i was telling her about my covid scare and i'm telling her like look I feel very confident that, you know, my vaccine helped me and my wife from not getting COVID. And so, you know, I'll, I, I, it's like, I've been wanting her, like my sister has been hesitant, you know, and they both, I've been trying to, you know, not be, you know, abrasive about, you know, about them doing it. But I'm like, you know, I'm talking to my mom, like, look, I'm not trying to lose you to the bullshit. Uh, you're around too many fucking people. You know, and so she's finally on board. So I'm going to help her out to get her scheduled. And, you know, it's real, man. And I can say, I, 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 I don't, I don't know the feelings I would have to be in your situation. So, you know, I really hope, you know, mom well, uh, recovers fully well, soon. I, I'll tell you this to, uh, to tell your mom. Um, <clears throat> my mom is, I think she's a, out of the woods i'm not concerned for her life at this point like i think she's out of the woods in that regard but she sounds like when i talked to her today she sounded pretty fucked up and the doctor told her that her case is a mild case and it's a mild case because my mom got the first shot she hadn't got the second one yet i think she said she would have been scheduled to get the second one within the next couple of days like somewhere in that range right but she had the first shot and they told her, like, your case is mild because you got the first shot. If you had not got the first shot, we'd be having a different conversation. And to put that in perspective, my mom is pretty fucked up right now. So <laughs> it might be worth telling your mom, like, <laughs> like, uh, you know, if you do get this shit at your age and with everything, 
is is not a game. No. And you can get the first shot and get it, and it's still not a game. So mm. it's it's not nothing to fuck around with. So yeah, yeah, I'm I'm definitely uh, gonna be on her for the next few days so she can get. Because at this point, at her age and stuff, she can. And she's she's wait, fifty eight. Uh, it, it, you can just get it now. I mean, I don't even know how much scheduling you really got to do for it. You know, um, she could really just probably pop up anywhere and just be able to get it now. But, you know, I, this is the first conversation I've had with her in a few weeks because of it. And I was telling her, you like, you know, that I'm pretty sure that saved my household. And with and you being of age, it's just it's just it's just not smart to to avoid it, you know. Right. So. Whew, man. Yeah. But, man, I'm going to let you get high. And, yeah, uh, so we can go ahead and wrap this up. Wrap this up. and uh, I got places to be, like space. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. We'll see y'all next week. Yep. Peace. Peace. You can find a What Up Do podcast wherever you get your podcast from. Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, all of them. Do you listen on iTunes? If you haven't already, drop us a review. If you got questions, you can send them to whatupdopodcast at gmail. That's W-U-D-U-P-D-O-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook or you can find us on Twitter at whatupdopodcast. Peace.